33 in your book and Genesis chapter 2. Genesis in chapter 2 and page 33 in our, in our book. <clears throat> Last week we ended off talking about how we are made in the image of God. And uh, <clears throat> it very clearly in Scripture uh, mentions that. And um, at the top of page 33... It says, rather, we resemble him in the in in the same in the sense that we have a body, soul, and spirit. We have physical and immaterial components uh, to our being. We were created in his likeness, mentally, socially, morally, and spiritually. <clears throat> and then uh, we read through these last week mentally. Uh, we, we were uh, created with uh, intelligence and rationale um, and ability to reason and to choose. Uh, and we joked about that a little bit that, you know, we have intelligence and, you know, the problem is we just don't use it. <clears throat> um, but um, I won't accuse anybody of that. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Um, socially, and we talked about this this, this morning, uh, we were created uh, with a need for uh, interaction and fellowship, which is, it, it is so important that we understand that. And um, uh, I, I, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to say this, I hope I don't get in trouble, um, but it, it will be interesting in 10, 15, 20 years for scientists and sociologists and psychiatrists and so on and so forth to look back and see the damage that's been done socially by all of this quote-unquote shutdowns and and so on and so forth. Uh, Now, currently, uh, we can see a spike in suicides and attempted suicides and things like that. Um, But, you know, the... um, the, the mental health issues. It, it will be interesting to be able to look back and see what, what effects this has had on, on society. Um, <clears throat> uh, morally, we were uh, created with responsibility to live according to right and wrong, and we do that through our conscience. Um, and then spiritually, we were created uh, <clears throat> like, uh, excuse me, with a spirit uh, that will live forever, even after our bodies die, and with the capacity to have a relationship with God. Um, <clears throat> well, no, I, I'm not going to go there. So that's where we left off. That's where we left off last week. So the fr- the first blank that we have is all of all of these areas of our likeness to God's image are seen in Genesis chapter two and three. So uh, we will see these likenesses uh, very clearly as we read Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. We see uh, Adam's mental uh, intelligence in the naming of the animals. I cannot imagine that job. I, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of animals. <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, it would have been dog one, dog two, dog three. I mean, you know, just, 
<laughs> you know, anyway. Um, I know. That, yeah, I know. I Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, Genesis chapter 2 in uh, verse 18, it says, And the Lord uh, God said, uh, it is it is not good that man should be alone, and I will make him a help. Is that? Oh, I I, I read the wrong one. Nineteen, verse nineteen, uh, and go out uh, of the ground of uh, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, the intellect to be able to do that had to have been incredible. Uh, just that single task that God uh, gave to Adam, uh, that, that, that's an amazing thing. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I see the verse 18 that I started to read a minute ago comes from the next one that, that uh, Adam and Eve were social uh, and they, he made them for each other in verse 18. And the Lord God said, uh, it is not good that man should be alone. Uh, I will make him and help meet uh, for him. Now, again, this is an important, uh, uh, I know that we're not talking about marriage right now, but we're, I'm going to take this opportunity uh, <clears throat> What is what is what does it mean when he says to make him a helpmeet? Okay, somebody to come alongside. I heard the word completer. Okay, um, uh, particularly in the Middle East, <clears throat> uh, and and even here in the United States, sometimes uh, women are 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 looked down upon, and that is anything but godly. Um, women are equal. Uh, women are just as important as men. Uh, so <clears throat> it, it, he did not make uh, Eve to be a servant. She, he made Eve to be a helpmate, the completer. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> in the next one here, uh, we see their moral responsibility in that God gave them a specific command and, a, and the free will to choose to obey or disobey, uh, verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden uh, thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou uh, eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Um, and the fact, and and in the fact that they uh, uh, indeed made the choice in three, uh, chapter three and verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good to eat, uh, and it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. So we see the, the fact that they both partook, but they both knew that what they were doing was wrong. <clears throat> and then uh, we see their spiritual capacity 
and their personal relationship with God, which was uh, later uh, severed through sin uh, in verse 8 of chapter 3. And they heard uh, the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife had themselves, uh, excuse me, hid themselves uh, from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. So, your next blank here. God is so much greater than our minds can comprehend. And yet, He made us in His image and for a relationship with Him. It's You know, I don't know about you, and we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight that are, um, are hard for the human mind to comprehend. Okay, we, we just, we, we're, we're, we are infinite people. And I have a hard time understanding how an almighty God wants to have a relationship with me. I, I have a hard time comprehending that. Now, I, I can comprehend it. Um, um, what's the word? Um, theologically. But I can't comprehend it practically. Does that make sense? I, 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 it just makes no sense to me. If, if I were God, I would not want a fellowship with me. Just saying. but that's how he made us. So, next section here. <clears throat> the Bible tells us about God's characteristics. And this, this is where we can, get, we can get swallowed up if we're not careful. Uh, in addition to the truth of, that God is a trinity, three in one, the Bible tells us much more about our God and his characteristics we often refer to God's characteristics as attributes. Okay, um, God's characteristics are, or or His attributes. <clears throat> um, well, let, let me just do the next blank, and then we'll 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 talk a little bit. Uh, some of God's attributes are unique to God alone. Now. <clears throat> In the next in the next paragraph, well, let, let's just go ahead and read it. Um, theologians call these characteristics or uh, attributes non-communicable. Um, in other words, uh, we will never be like God in these ways because these belong to God and God alone. So let, let, let's talk about this for a minute. In the in the midst of COVID nineteen, I think the word communicable has become more of a reality to, to many of us. What does the word communicable mean? Okay, okay it, it, it's something that can be transferred. And, and in, in our English vocabulary, we would use the word communicable in a medical sense, would we not? Okay, uh, COVID-19 is a communicable disease. In other words, it can be spread from human to human by, 
by, by contact or, or whatever, okay? I, I don't understand all the, the medical side of it. That's, that's not important. But it, it is understanding what this word communicable or non-communicable means. Because in, in theology, they, they, theologians like to have big words. In other words, you can't catch it or you can catch it. You know, anyway. Um, uh, so <clears throat> it's important that we understand this about God's characteristics. We're going to start off talking tonight about non-communicable attributes of God. And these are the, the attributes that are uh, exclusively His that we cannot and will not ever be able to share in. Okay? Um, God's non-communicable attributes are the things that only He can possess. For example, God is holy. He's omnipresent. And, and, and we're going to be talking in length as we go through this, as we go through the study. We're going to, we're going to talk about each one of these, but, but, um, he's omnipresent. He's, he's omnipotent. He's omniscient. Um, he's immutable. He's sovereign. And, and you may be thinking, I have no clue what these words are. Uh, unfortunately, uh, theologians, again, like to attach big words to, to God. And, and we'll break them down and we'll explain them all as we go through. Uh, he's infinite. He's self-existent. So these are all characteristics that are non-communicable. We, we can define these attributes. In fact, that's what we're going to do here in a minute. We're going to define them. But to be perfectly honest, we cannot fully comprehend them. Okay, uh, omnipresent. Okay, can anybody tell me what that means? Okay, he's everywhere at the same time. Explain it to me. <laughs> okay, even even Twitter can't uh, can't define it. I mean, but we, so we can define it, but we can't, but we can't comprehend it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. So, it is the non-communicable attributes or characteristics of God that make God God. Okay. It is it is these attributes that that define who He is. They are. His and His alone. It's these attributes of God that should cause us to revere Him, worship Him, trust, and praise Him. The fact that God is omnipresent, that He is omniscient, omnipotent, these, these big fancy words, just, just finding God is God. He, he is what He is. So, let's look at these 
non-communicable attributes of God. First off, He's holy. What does it mean to be holy? It means to be completely sinless and absolutely unique. Now, there are many of us that will fall into the last part of that. (laughs) Yeah, we're all just a little unique, are we not? Um, But can anybody be completely sinless? Yes, yes. Okay, Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 6. Or excuse me, chapter 6 and verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is full of His glory. Now, I I, want to stop here and and explain this. When uh, many years ago, uh, when I was ordained, ordination, if you if you're not familiar with it, for a pastor is 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 purgatory. Or, or no, it's not even purgatory. It, it is it, it's it's horrible. Okay, uh, I had to sit in front of. Yeah, it is the biggest test of your life. I had to sit in in front of I don't know half dozen maybe eight eight pastors, and they had the opportunity for, what, three hours to ask me all kind of questions. And, and I, I had to answer them. Yeah, that, there you go. And, and I, I, was, I was just, by, by th- three hours, I, I, I was just, I mean, I was done. Emotionally, physically, I was spent. But I will never forget one of the questions. One of the pastors asked me, what is God's greatest attribute? And I, I thought on it, and I, I, I thought, man, I just finished six and a half years of college, <laughs> or maybe more than that. It was, anyway, a long time, <laughs> a lifetime in college. And I don't know that I ever heard that. And I thought, and I just sat there, and I must have had a stupid look on my face or something, but finally I just said, love. You know? And I, I, I mean, because my, my brain was spinning 100 miles an hour, and that was the only thing I could think of was God's love is his greatest attribute. And this pastor said, wrong. And I went, okay. I've been wrong all day, so why not again? You know, I'm just, you know. And, um, and he said, no, he said, it, it's, it's his holiness. And I thought, okay. And then he went on to explain. Whenever God in Scripture is referred to as being holy, how does it describe him? Three times. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. It never says omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipotent. 
It is the only attribute of God that is repeated. Now, let me give you a little secret in Scripture. <clears throat> whenever, they, whenever there's repetition, it's there for a reason. The writer was not just trying to glorify God. It is there for a reason. And the greatest attribute of God is His holiness. He is completely, completely, completely sinless. He is completely, completely, completely unique. There is no other God like Him. God is holy. The next one, let's talk about omnipresence. Omnipresence. Again, we can define these, but it's like trying to define the, the Trinity. We can, we can define it, but we can't understand it. Omnipresent means all present or present everywhere at the same time. In other words, <clears throat> you cannot get away with anything. He's, you know, he, <laughs> you know, you, you, he's there. Well, we'll get to that one. But he's omnipresent. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He's everywhere. And try as we will, and we all do it. Try as we will. We cannot hide anything from him. Not only does he know he's ever-present, but he also knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Jeremiah, chapter 23, verse 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and, uh, and earth, saith the Lord? That's a powerful thought. You know, I don't know about you, but I find peace, in fact, in the fact that God is omnipresent. He's here with us right now. The next one, he's omnipotent. And this is, this is, <laughs> it just simply means he's all powerful. He is all powerful. Psalm chapter 33 and verse 9, for he spake and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power, and stretched out, uh, and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. He's, he's, he's omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Is there anything too hard for God? That's, that's a rhetorical question. No, there is nothing too hard for God. But yet, 
I have had people tell me, but pastor, you don't understand the mess that I have put myself in. God cannot get me out of this. I have had people tell me that. Is that true? Okay, thank you, Charity. No, you're right. You know, we will, we will put ourselves in situations and God will let us pay the price for that. But there is nothing he cannot do. He's omniscient. This is simply he is all-knowing. He's all-knowing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and, and open unto the eye of him with whom uh, we have to do. In other words, we can hide nothing. He's all-knowing. He knows, our, he knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. He knows <clears throat> when, when, uh, when uh, our, my son, our, our son Tim, uh, <laughs> when, when Tim was ordained, some of you may have been here, I don't know, uh, but when Tim was ordained, um, one of the pastors on his ordination council asked him a really strange question. Be, be, be kind, be kind. <clears throat> but he asked this question. And at the time I thought, huh? But this is the question. He said, Tim, can someone be forgiven for something that they are about to do? So in other words, can I as an individual... Say, God, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Go and do it and be perfectly fine because God has forgiven me. See, he's all-knowing. He knows, he knows what's in our hearts. Okay? See, we, we can... <clears throat> do we have to commit adultery in order to be guilty of adultery? No. See, we, see, adultery is a sin of the heart. See, God's all-knowing. Again, to me, that's a scary thought. That's one of the reasons why I don't understand why he would want a fellowship with me. Your next one. He is immutable. And this is out of all of the non-communicable attributes, this is, this is my favorite, I think. Uh, he is immutable. He cannot and will not change. He is the same today, or yesterday, today, and what? forever his truth is truth yesterday it is truth today and it'll be truth tomorrow 
He is immutable. I find incredible peace and comfort in this attribute. In a world that is constantly changing, I find incredible peace in this. Malachi, or if you're Italian, Malachi, <laughs> chapter 3 and verse 6. <laughs> uh, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. In other words, if God changed, the sons of Jacob would be dead. That's, that's the truth there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, and Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The next attribute is the fact that he is sovereign or that he ruler of all. He is sovereign. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time to things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 15, which in his times uh, <clears throat> he shall show who is the blessed and only, how do you say that word? Potentate, thank you. Uh, the King of kings and Lord of lords. <clears throat> He's sovereign. And then the last one. He is infinite, eternal, without, with, with, with no beginning and no end, and without measure or limit. He's always been. Now, I, I have had people ask me in, in my attempts to share Christ with people, I have had people ask me, well, where did God come from? He... He's, he's, God has always, no, no, God had to have a, you know, no. <laughs> he's, he's infinite. He, he's, he's eternal. He, there is no beginning. There is no end. And that is one of the reasons why we have a hard time uh, understanding the eternality of heaven. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard. Why? Why is that though? Okay, it's because we have a beginning and we have an end. Yeah, and, and right, you know, um, you know, when I was born again, I had a, I had a new, a new, new beginning. I had, a, I have a point in time where I can look back and say that is the beginning of a new life. You know, 19 years before that, I had, I was born. I had a beginning. You know, everything that we, everything that exists today has a beginning and an end. And, and unfortunately, death is part of life. And we, we connect a beginning and an end to our, inf, uh, our finite minds. We, we cannot comprehend the fact that God is infinite. Now, now think about this. 
who is the longest living person that we have a recorded start and start and stop time? Methuselah. How old was he? Okay, 969. She only knows that because she just taught it. <laughs> I don't ever remember. I, I, I'm like, you 900 something. I don't know. I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> okay, 969 years. Now, now, I want you to think about this. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Okay. Um, okay, I, wa- I want you to think about this. Nine, we look at 969 years and we think, oh, my soul. That is like forever, right? But compared to, to eternity, it's gone. Not, not, it's not even a snap of the finger. So you take the... You take the average person in, in America today. What is the average lifespan? About 70-something? Something. Okay, let, let's just say it's 90 for, the, for round numbers. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. She just, she just told me, I'm 90. You're young. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. In, in, the, in the span of eternity, 90 years is, is, is it's not even, I mean, it, I mean, Methuselah would be laughing at us right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, he was still having babies, you know what I'm saying? I just, you know, it's just, it's insane. But when we, when, but see, we get so consumed with the here and now. Because we live with starts and ends, we, we, have, we have difficulty understanding that we serve a God that's eternal, that's, that's infinite. Psalm chapter 90 and verse 2. Before the mountains <clears throat> were brought forth, or even, or, excuse me, for, or ever, uh, for or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Everything in our realm has a beginning and an end. But God is infinite. So those are the non-communicable attributes of God. So let's look. Let's talk about this. Uh, some of God's attributes He wants to develop in us. Okay, so these are communicable attributes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, in the previous characteristics, uh, uh, excuse me, the previous characteristics belong to God alone, and yet there are some of God's characteristics uh, that He wants to develop in us. Uh, we call these communicable attributes, and uh, excuse me, they are the moral characteristics of God. That's important you get that. They are the moral characteristics of God. So, before we get into them, 
Let's talk about this for a minute. I, I came across this in one of my commentaries. I thought I'd share it with you. It says, communicable attributes of God are those that humans can also possess, although only to an inf- uh, to an, a finite extent. Okay? Please get this. These are attributes that God wants to to develop in our lives, and we can possess them, but only in a finite existence. And I'll explain. That that sounds bad, but let me explain. As as finite beings, humans will not share in even um, will not share in uh, even the communicable attributes of God to the same extent that God has those attributes. For example, God is love. Turn over to 1 John chapter 4. We go from one end of the Bible to the other. First John 4, 8. Well, let's go to verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So according to verse 7, is love an attribute of God that we should possess? Yes. Verse 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So God is love. It is an attri- it is a communicable attribute of, of God. Now, humans can love, right? But can we do so perfectly? We can try. But we cannot love perfectly now is that an excuse not to love no we are told to love but we can't okay can we exhibit agape love in our lives yes we can that is god's perfect love but is it something that we can sustain through all of life no we can't why (laughs) because we're looking at them Okay, (laughs) we're people and we deal with people, okay? So, do you understand what I mean by the fact that we as humans can share these attributes, but not at the same extent that God has? Exactly, it's not sustainable. Okay, humans have a sense of justice and can carry out justice, but do so imperfectly is is our justice system is our justice system the best on the earth i believe it is it still is flawed why because it is human beings that are dishing out the justice Right, it, it, right. Our laws are constantly on the, on the change. Right. 
Okay, now get this one. God is creator. Okay? Humans can can be creative, can can they not? But can we create from nothing? No, we can't do it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I've heard people say I'm older than dirt, but I've never heard anybody say they've tried to create dirt. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. well, you know, uh, and this goes this goes back to 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 um, the the evolution argument. See, they have to have something to start something. And the reality is God did it all with nothing. You know, they, they have the big bang theory and the and the and the you know the, all these theories, but they're just theories. Because they cannot create something from from nothing. Some of the other character uh, communicable uh, uh, attributes of God are grace mercy, goodness, truthfulness, uh, rational thought, and rationality. Or, or, or excuse me, uh, rela- re- anyway, uh, relational, anyway, I, 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 whatever. <clears throat> As we grow in Christ uh, and are transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in us, we share in God's communicable attributes in more meaningful and perfected sense uh, in a a more meaningful and more um, uh, uh, perfected sense. So in other words, as we grow, these attributes should develop. Turn over, if you would, to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, in verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and uh, acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, in verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image uh, from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. Excuse me, as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the, the change is something that needs to take place in our lives. We are, we are saved by grace through faith. Second, Second Corinthians, we're not going to turn there, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17. 
tells us that we are saved by grace through faith. But, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Even though we are saved and we are new creatures, we still battle against our sin nature. We have to learn how to master the struggle, if you would. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, <clears throat> and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So what is, what is, the, what is the, the, the process? We, we, what, is the, what is the theological word for what, what, what the, the, the commentator is talking about here? Huh? No, no. It starts, yes, sanctification. That's the word. That's the theological word. Sanctification. <clears throat> okay, he goes on. He says, uh, uh, it, is, it is abiding in Christ that we can bear fruit. Turn over to John chapter 15. We're only going to read the first five verses, but it continues. But it says, he says, I am the vine and, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch <clears throat> that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, uh, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing." We are incapable of doing anything for God on our own. It is when we are in Christ that our love more closely resembles godly agape love and is less tainted by our own sinfulness. So it, it, this is what it looks like. When we get saved, the closer that we move to God, the more of these attributes that become part of our lives, the more we begin to look like Christ. 
Now, will we ever attain this side of heaven? No, we, we are not. But it is the process of change that is, should take place in our lives. It is important to understand that we will never be fully like God and in no sense will we ever become gods. There is a religion out there, by the way, that teaches that. Just saying. Mormonism, yes. <clears throat> God is distinct from us, and yet we are made in, in His image and redeemed by His Son. We are called to be holy as He is holy. Turn over to 1 Peter. First Peter, chapter one. Yeah, we're almost out of time. Got to hurry. First Peter, chapter one, verse fifteen. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written. Be holy, for I am holy. Now, earlier I said that holiness is a non-communicable attribute. But we see here that we are called to be holy. We can try really, really hard. Okay, any holiness in us is Him. And because that, we in ourselves cannot be holy, but He can be holy through us. He indwells us. Let's see where we are in the notes here. I, I got sidetracked with that. Um, let, let's go ahead and stop here, and um, we'll we'll pick it up we'll pick it up here uh, next week.